Hello, Taylor Ruffin here, Colorado Program Manager with Earth Force, and welcome to Field Chats Environmental Action Civics Essentials, Episode 4. Today, we'll be providing you with a little insider access to our educator workshop that Sarah Jennings and I facilitated the first week of August. We were also joined by two practiced environmental action civics educators, Carmen and Asim. Their experience and insight really helped us craft this workshop to be meaningful for the participants. During today's episode, we'll be hearing from the workshop participants themselves, an absolutely stellar group of educators from across the country. On the final day, after we shared, discussed, and reviewed the six-step process, we asked this group of educators to provide a brief summary of how they plan to take this process and incorporate it into their classrooms and programs. Then they received some feedback from their peers. It was great hearing the excitement and encouragement everyone shared during this action plan showcase. It really provided the closure we needed to ensure everyone left feeling confident in their ability to work collaboratively with their students and take environmental civic action. The remaining audio is directly from that final day of the workshop. And we hope you're as excited as we are to hear about the great things these educators will accomplish with their students this year. Hello everyone, I'm here with Carmen Canales. My name is Sarah Jennings, program manager. And Carmen has been hanging out with us all week as a teacher mentor for our Environmental Action Civics Educator Workshop one of our signature trainings that EarthForce offers. So I'm here with Carmen, I'm gonna let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about, you know, why she wanted to become a teacher mentor with us for this workshop, some of the past experiences she's had with our trainings and some of the highlights that um, we have this week with amazing educators from all over the nation. Hey, Carmen. Hi, yeah, I'm Carmen Canales, I teach uh, Earth Science in Alexandria, Alexandria City High School in Alexandria, Virginia. And I work with ninth through 12th graders, uh, mainly uh, English learners and what we call multilingual learners. Um, and I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm super grateful you, uh, you're here with us as, as well. You want to tell us a little bit more about your past experience with Earth Force and then um, we can hear more about some of the highlights from this week. Yeah, so I had the opportunity uh, to meet Sarah about a year ago and participate in the training, both asynchronous training and online. And Sarah and I engaged in several conversations. Uh, we also scheduled meetings times for her to meet with my students. Um, and I was able to engage in environmental action um, education uh, with my students and had the opportunity to work through the process with them this past year. Yes, you did. It was really fun. I, I got to zoom in and meet um, all of your sections of young people and get them, help them get um, kind of oriented to this very different type of learning that I know you were really excited because it aligns with project-based learning, which is something that's a priority for you. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, the process of environmental action education actually fits the gold standard for project-based learning, which is an initiative that our school system has. Um, and it actually brings um, the real world into the classroom and brings the students out into the real world. Sometimes they question why they have to learn certain things um, in the course content, uh, but there is a great natural alignment between uh, studying the earth and interacting with the earth and engaging civically with our community. Yes, there is. 
Well, I'm so glad you're bringing this opportunity to your young people in Alexandria. Um, so yeah, share with us some of the insights from the educator workshop this past week. What were some of your favorite parts? My favorite parts were interacting with um, other educators and having these live support sessions, a combination of asynchronous time, but also live support sessions that really provides us with an opportunity to really cultivate a community of educators who contribute unique contexts, experiences, and voices, and really bring us together with a hands-on professional development uh, uh, that provides us with um, multiple resources. And then there's lots of great structured interactions where we got to problem solve together work together. Um, uh, I was a teacher mentor, was able to contribute ideas and guide discussions, but also learn from the um, educators that were participating in the workshop. Yeah, and I think for me, it was really crucial as we were putting together the agenda um, that we were working alongside teachers like Carmen and Awesome, who you'll hear about in a little bit, um, to really develop and implement and then follow up with these educators. So in that way, it was great to um, kind of model that, that partnership as well. And I learned a lot from you too, Carmen. Thank you for being with us this past week. Um, yeah, well, I've learned a lot from everyone as well. And like I mentioned before, these uh, opportunities to engage with fellow educators is really where the magic happens. Yes, it is. I love that. All right. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today on the podcast. And uh, we'll hear from Awesome in a little bit. My pleasure. So uh, I'm going to incorporate this in my introduction to geography course. Uh, it's called People on the Planet. Uh, for those of you who may not, who may know, the nat one of the themes for the five themes of geography is human impact on the environment. So I figured that would sort of slide right in here. And I'm also a big fan of service learning projects because um, I think it shows that connection from the classroom to the real world. And it's very important for them not only to see that, but it also feels like they're making a difference. So my first step is to create a small lesson on this term community. You guys have heard me talk about that, uh, going everything from global to local. So, you know, what does it mean to be a global citizen? What does it mean to be a local citizen, being part of those communities? Uh, and again, Taylor's and Sarah have heard me say this a thousand times, really examining those possible inventory lists. Uh, and I think that will help students uh, understand this community that we'll call Cal PA, um, and then honestly re-examine the materials from the workshop and come up with a game plan. I, I know I'm killed a lot of trees, but I printed off all these documents, and I'm going to rewatch the videos and uh, and you know talk about how you're supposed to use them. So uh, that's really what I'm thinking about, and then sort of match that within some of the lectures. So again, obviously global versus local. We can also talk about the global scale versus the local scale and maps. Um, again, two biggest challenges is one is having them see the campus and the surrounding town as a community and then becoming familiar with the community. Again, we have a lot of town gown tension here. So uh, if it's if whatever project they pick requires us to go within the community, having to walk that tightrope uh, very nicely. And the, the second one is confidence in myself. This is the first time I will have taught this course. This is actually a brand new course that we are teaching. And, um, you know, when things start to go south, uh, and especially when students, you can see, see students struggling, 
that really breaks my heart. So trying to make sure to, as I said, in one of those things, bend my knees and ride the surf. So there you go. Thank you, Tom, for being succinct. Um, and I'd like to call on a few of you, you know, maybe Jeannie or Heather, um, Michaela, to maybe provide some questions or feedback for Tom. So I'll just make a general comment for Tom, because I noticed that uh, the biggest challenge you had down there is confidence in myself. That's a thing. Um, so I struggle with that as well. But I think just watching the students work through the process is going to give you the confidence you need to keep pushing. Because seeing the growth in your kids throughout the process and just seeing like the hard work pay off, I think that's going to solve the problem. And it's okay to make mistakes. Um, as you can see, I'm misfrizzling it out today getting messy and making mistakes and letting the kids see you make a mistake in the process and then letting them make mistakes, it, it'll, it'll help everything out. Everything will work out. I always agree um, that anytime we start something new, there's always a certain learning curve that goes with it. And I do love the idea of the community as far as your um, lesson plan. And I think that it's going to be a great plan for you. And I can see you doing well, Tom. I'm here with Asim Ghaffar. He joined us as a teacher mentor, and I'm just going to hand it on over to him to introduce himself and, you know, give us some insight and his thoughts on the workshop this year. Thank you. So as mentioned, my name is Asim. I am teaching in the suburbs of Chicago, as you can see with the sign behind me. I am a social studies teacher. I teach AP Human Geography. Um, I I'm the department chair and I work with a bunch of teachers in my school. And so last year I was asked to join this program of environmental action civics. And it was the first year that they were doing it with teachers. And I learned a lot. Uh, I also made a lot of mistakes. And so it was really exciting when I was given an opportunity to become a teacher mentor, where just recently I got to meet and work with teachers from across the country on ideas that they have that they want to implement in their unique classrooms from college to elementary school. And I got to share what my thoughts were on their ideas. And I also got to share some insights that I had in my own experiences of the mistakes that I made and trying to guide them through the process. And, you know, just generally, it was something that was really exciting. I think teachers love to talk to other teachers. When we have professional developments, we'll have the expert speaker and you'll just hear us in the background wanting to talk to each other because we recognize that there's a difference between what the expert is saying and how the teachers can use it and implement it. So I really enjoyed my time with the other teachers, hearing their experiences and even learning from them. So um, I'm coming at this from a, a bit of a different perspective. I'm not in the classroom per se, but I work with youth in my community and I am interested in creating um, an envir environmental action civics program for um, grades six through 12 participating in homeschool distance learning or through a couple of local summer camp um, uh, that that actually um, uh, service uh, a very diverse audience in our community. And um, I'd not only like to build out the programming for the upcoming summer, but I'd also like to be able to provide them with um, 
a sort of a footprint or a guidebook for um, continuing to evolve and develop a continuing program that other um, student interns and staff leaders might be able to take advantage of um, and, and allow for the um, programming to continue past my involvement with their organizations. So um, my big thing is really just kind of getting off the ground. I'm looking to connect and engage with the leadership, find out what their needs and wants are. I have worked with all, I have three specific groups um, for summer camps that I want to work with. I know what their time frame is, um, but homeschool and distance learning both have different um, scope of investment times. So I'm looking at developing a three, four, and seven week um, project or operational plan based on what I've learned here in the um, uh, environmental action training sessions. And then the other thing is to help solicit for grant and grants and financial supports. I'd really like to be able to engage with one group. Um, they're across several different states, but here in my area, um, they, they have one camp um, that is an excellent platform that reaches, that would reach over 500 students um, at any given time. And um, I'd love to be able to join them through AmeriCorps um, and be able to have this up and ready for them. Um, so I'm, I'm, my biggest challenges is really looking, looking at the buy-in, um, timing and preparation. I am a full-time um, graduate student, so I need to kind of balance it all out and uh, develop the program, communicate training, and then activating support. Um, although I feel very confident in my skills to be able to develop the program and communicate the training. So I see those as less of a challenge. I think I just added them to the list in terms of planning. Thank you, Jody. Yeah, very well planned out. You got some really great shout outs in the chat. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in joining this awesome educator cohort, please visit the Earth Force website and register for an upcoming event or reach out to our staff directly. And if you're an informal educator or an organization that serves youth, you're also welcome to join our Train the Trainer cohort this fall. Please visit the Earth Force website for more information or also please reach out directly. And don't forget, you can view the show notes and the transcript on our blog at earthforce.org backslash blog. And please leave a comment and tell us what you thought of these action plans from this new group of environmental action civics educators. See you in two weeks.